Hi, everyone. It's Stacy. Welcome to Tent Talks Podcast. I'm your host. And we've got Kimberly Mehmet on sound production and editing. Today, I want to talk about massage because, you know, I'm a massage therapist and I feel passionate that people should be getting massage. And especially in today's society where there's uh, there's a lot of barriers between connecting with people and there's a lot of, I think, isolation and overuse of technology and feeling that like we can solve everything through some expertise of technology or a machine. And I think there are just certain things that require human beings. And I think massage is one of them. Although I will not pass up a massage chair or a massage gun. <laughs> but I I definitely believe human hands are better. So I was thinking about this because I got into a car accident. I actually told the whole story in a previous episode called Enjoying the Process. That was on uh, January 31st, if you want to take a listen. But that was my journey of buying a car. But essentially what had happened is a deer hit into me Thanksgiving day, evening, at dusk, and I had to get a new car. But the cool thing about car insurance is that most car insurance offers a personal injury budget to spend, and you can actually get free massage. So my budget was $3,000. So I've just got done using that budget of massage. And if you have gotten into a car accident, even if it's minor, you can start getting massage pretty easily. You have to have a prescription. So you have to have somebody that can prescribe, usually a chiropractor or a doctor or a physical therapist. They'll give you some codes and then you just have to find a massage therapist that's compatible and knows what to do with taking insurance claims. And there's actually massage businesses that are just solely dedicated to insurance. Mine is not, but there's <laughs> there it's out there is what I'm getting at. And I have a friend who does a lot of insurance claims. And so I went to her for massage. And I started thinking as I've been getting all of these massage, I've been getting a massage a week since January. But there's been some, you know, schedule conflicts and all those things, but about once a week since January, which has been a major gift that has come out of getting into a car accident. And I just wanted to use up all of that allotted money that I, you know, get by paying car insurance. So I did. And I was thinking for those who haven't had a lot of massage or who are nervous about massage or suspicious or they don't enjoy touch or they don't know why people want massage, I kind of just wanted to address that today. Being a massage therapist, what I would look for in a massage therapist or what I think would be helpful to consider when getting massage. The first thing, of course, is always safety. You want to feel safe with the person that's working on you. And that can look like a lot of different things. But things that I do to ensure safety with people is I go over informed consent. I want them to know that it's up to them how much they disrobe or if they want to keep on their clothing. I let them know that they'll be disrobed one like limited time. Like the, the, 
essentially they'll be very covered and modest that will just be working with the body very modestly that there's curtains on the window. There's like a lot of levels of safety. The door is locked. My hands are washed. We've talked about what will happen. There'll be no surprises. You know, they know what they're getting into. The lights are dim. The table is warm. There's a blanket on. They know that there's confidentiality in the session, that they can talk or not talk, that they can change the music if it's bothering them, that they're safe enough to even say, Ooh, this music is really distracting, or I can't relax to this. And just knowing that you can pretty much do that with anything in a session. If you don't like certain products, you can make requests. If you don't like really anything or or do have preferences, you can bring those to a session. So I had a client who had really sensitive skin and was allergic to a lot of things. And she just brought her own products to use. And I was fine with that. Sometimes it's not my preferred product because like as a provider, like I use products that I work well with that are compatible for me. But I also think about, you know, a widespread population of the product that I'm using. And so I just use actually extra virgin olive oil is my base oil. It's compatible with most every single skin type. There's no extra additives and you can get it in bulk. You can get it really clean and it's very compatible with most everybody's skin. So Everybody has, you know, something that they prefer to use, and that's what I use. But I I do make exceptions and use what other people want if they have requests. And I think that's really important to have enough safety in yourself and with your practitioner that you can make requests or that you can talk about things and that you can feel seen and heard and respected and like you're safe enough to make those requests. And that if maybe your request can't be met, but there can be a compromise, you know, like I have limited music options, but if somebody is making a request, I can you know, go no lyrics. I can switch the track. I can do a lot of things that can try to meet the needs of the person. Because for some people, getting into a relaxed state of mind is about sound therapy. And that's one of the their senses that is like the most sensitive for them. So knowing that, that could change the whole trajectory of their experience. And I've learned that throughout the years of working on people. Sometimes it's something that I would never even think of, but this one detail makes or breaks their entire experience. And for a lot of people, surprisingly, it's music and sound. And if there are loud sounds happening outside or if the music isn't right, there's just so many variations with that thing alone not that sound is the most important thing, but that has been surprising for me as a therapist, how much that makes or breaks someone's experience. Because on my end, I'm pretty easy breezy about that. So it it did take me by surprise. Part of safety for me is a professional setting. 
So I do tend to avoid massage therapists that practice out of their home. And that's not to say that you can't find professionalism if somebody is working out of their home. But what I like to remind people of and why I don't do out calls to people's homes is that when you're in your home or somebody else's home, it's a home. So there's going to be home smells, there's going to be home sounds, there's going to be home triggers that you're not even aware of. And also, like, if you're getting a massage in your home, your mind might be thinking about other things because you have a lot of reminders of them, whether it's visual reminders or other sensory reminders of things that are happening and other people that are around, even if it's just the sound of neighbors or your kids or your family, there's a lot of things that are barriers to relaxation because it will trigger things that you could be spending your time doing but aren't because you're getting a massage. So I think there is something really special and really important about having a really professional, neutral setting. And I've always I've always really believed that because I've I've experienced the difference of that, whether it's been doing in-home treatments or or having people just come to my house casually. And it does feel casual. It doesn't feel professional. And I like to have that professional boundary. It helps me get into my right mode. And I think it really encourages relaxation if you're in a neutral professional setting. The other thing that I think is important when looking for a massage therapist is that you want to seek out somebody who can hold space for you. So if you're feeling at all like you have to caretake your massage therapist, maybe they're spending a lot of time telling you their stories, or maybe you feel really sensitive about a lot of things about their life that you're kind of holding space for in the session. Like I've gone to people who I'm afraid to like speak up about something or I'm noticing that I'm kind of therapizing them while I'm getting a massage from them. That is problematic to me. And while there are times I very much admit that I do talk to people and I share my experiences, I do try to center the massage on the client that I'm seeing at that time because I want them to know that it's their time and they can use it how they want. So if that means that what's helpful for you is to not even talk, that's really good information for your massage therapist to know. I I don't spend a lot of time talking to most clients. There are a handful of clients who like to talk. But for the majority of the time, if I am talking to a client, it's about them, about their body, about just information about why that could be that way in their body or what it relates to energetically, emotionally, or physically a pattern or an injury, something like that. But I, I definitely have been to massage therapists where I feel like I'm the one that's supporting them, even though I'm going to them for the massage. And I feel like that is a bad situation. Or I had this friend and she was going to a chiropractor and she felt like she couldn't fire her chiropractor. She literally couldn't afford because her insurance changed and she couldn't afford to pay for the chiropractor, but she didn't know how 
to fire the chiropractor because every time she went into it, she got talked into like somehow signing up for a package or like feeling guilty about about it. And I just thought, no, that's that's the worst. So if you feel like you cannot fire your person, <laughs> that's probably a sign that that's not a healthy dynamic. I, I also really would say places that you feel like you have to make a purchase that day, or like there's a high pressure sales, that to me is not clean business. And that to me is not professional that I want to see. It's always an invitation to come back. Like, would you like to come back? But if there is pressure or manipulation behind that, I don't like that. But if there's anything I would want to communicate with clients, it's that feel free to contact me to reschedule at any time. Or if you have any questions about your session, reach out. Because I think it's a very unique position to hold space for somebody's body for an entire hour. And in fact, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I'll say it till the day I die. I can't think of one other practitioner where somebody is ungloved and spending time going through every section of somebody's body. And that's a really big gift. And a lot of people don't even get that in their intimate partnerships in like a lover's situation. A lot of people aren't experiencing even that level of attention and care. And so it it is really unique to be the human being that goes through another person's body limb by limb, vertebrae by vertebrae, muscle by muscle, layer by layer, connective tissue, you know, a layer at a time. It's a big gift. And there's a lot of information that massage therapists pick up on because it is such an intimate setting. And, and we're trained to gather and collect information to find patterns, to listen carefully to the body. And one thing about massage therapists that I think is important for people to know is that we have a lot of continuing education that even if like my specific licensure, I don't have to present and prove my continuing education like some other massage therapists because my licensure is just a little bit different because I did an apprenticeship program. But for the vast majority of massage therapists, they have to invest in taking courses and keep their license updated and fresh. And that's something that is really important because if you, for example, for me, I've been a therapist for nearly 20 years. And so that's 20 years of experience and continued education. And so when people come to me with fads or with new cutting edge information, there's a really big chance I've heard of it or I know about it because that's kind of my job to be on top of all of that. And it's also a cumulative experience of not only working on bodies, but reading books and taking courses and staying fresh. And so I think massage therapists have a lot of information. I think they're very smart people and that they contain a lot of information. And so if if you're going to a massage therapist and and you're not 
getting some source of education. If, if the experience feels like, I can fix you, or come back to me and I will help you, and it's like totally dependent on the massage therapist and their knowledge, I think that's a really big disservice. Because one of the things that I try to implement, not only because I want to avoid codependent relationships, but because I think it's really important for people to feel empowered and like they have tools and resources and education about their body. Like I want people to leave feeling like they know something more about their body. I want them to leave a session feeling like they know, you know, a stretch or two or an exercise that would be helpful or some emotional regulation techniques or a breathing technique. There's a lot of things that can be learned from a session, but I want people to walk away having some resource at their hands so that in between sessions, there's things that they can do to help support themselves, that their care is not just seen by a provider because that feels so powerless. Like there are so many things that people can be doing in between sessions to make that work last or to continue deepening their connection to their body and their care of their body. And that's something that I really, really want each client to walk away knowing that they have the power and the tools and the resources and that they're they're the expert in their body that I'm just getting a chance to support it for an hour every month or every couple of weeks but that ultimately it's their honor and their delight and their opportunity to oversee the care and the consistency of care in their body the other thing that I think is really challenging I will say it's really challenging And I think it's really important is to have clear boundaries or clean boundaries with your massage therapist. And because of the nature of the intimacy in the relationship, sometimes it can get a little bit casual. And I like to keep things pretty professional. And I've talked to a lot of different practitioners COVID was just really hard for massage therapists because obviously there was a lot of rules around touch and contact and cleanliness and being around somebody and sharing that kind of space in an enclosed room, but also because it was encouraged to cancel your session if there was any kind of inclination, any sign of illness. And As a massage therapist, the sessions that I have for the day are the sessions that I get paid for. And when COVID was happening, I was having a lot of cancellations. And I was really happy about that because I didn't want to catch COVID from a client and then have to call all the clients that I've seen and, you know, go through that whole process of trying to keep everybody safe. And so I really limited the amount of clients I was seeing every week. And I really encouraged people to not come if they were feeling sick. But what's happening is we have now more information about COVID. There's been vaccinations. We're kind of on a whole different trajectory with that. What's happened, though, is in managing my business, it's been hard to reestablish boundaries. And I've talked to a lot of therapists about that because for a lot of massage therapists, there's like a cancellation policy, just as there would be in a doctor's office or really any kind of appointment where 
there's courtesy to give the provider, the practitioner, a few hours a day to try to refill that spot. Because particularly if you've got a gap in the middle of your day, where you're just essentially sitting for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, depending on the time of the session and how much buffer room you leave in between sessions, you may not think it's a big deal to cancel or to have a last minute come late or whatever, but that can really throw off a a practitioner's entire day or their flow. And if they have babysitters or other obligations to get to, I think every practitioner wants to provide the best experience for the person because they're paying for the session and because they probably really love and value that person. And so when there's barriers in the way of having enough time or having a shift of time, that's a highly stressful situation for providers and practitioners, and it directly affects income. And so as you're thinking about your practitioner, also think of them as a human and think about them in a way that like you want to have respect and you want to offer them respect. And I think that has been really challenging coming out of those really high, intense, stressful times during COVID where there were so many unknowns. So as I'm talking about clean and clear boundaries, I very much know that there's still so many parts and aspects of my business that have not returned to a more clear and and space of clarity with clients. But luckily, I have a very established clientele. And there's a lot of open communication. And I think there's enough safety and comfort to have those conversations and to get through those challenges as they come. Because just like any other relationship or, or service that you're getting, the more clear things are, for everybody involved, the more safety you can have, because it's like that safe container. And I think in seeking somebody that you want to work with, it's probably important to have a couple of confrontations so that you can also feel safe in that of having clarity conversations or having mishaps. And I think that's a part of any really good relationship with a practitioner or provider is seeing how they respond or react and how you feel in those situations. But overall, I think if I had a wish for the world, it's that massage could be accessible for people and that you don't have to get into a car crash to get a lot of regular massage. But if you do, then use that money wisely and use every last penny that you have and get love and care from a trusted massage therapist. But if money is in the way, if time is in the way, if you're nervous about disrobing or being touched, like I get it. And so do a lot of other practitioners. I think most massage therapists see their clients as very brave and courageous and beautiful. And most massage therapists I know are very much humanitarians, and they have such a love of people. And they've also seen a lot of sensitive things. And they've had a lot of professional training. And I think that's important to keep in mind that like, 
more likely than than what you maybe could think of in your head, the fears or the barriers that you have to massage therapy, if you were to find somebody and talk to them and those barriers that you may have, they would be really easy to find a compromise or to get over. Like I've seen so many conditions, so many medical conditions, so many emotional releases, so many different kinds of bodies. Like there's really nothing that anybody could bring to me at this point in time. I mean, I think (laughs) that I haven't seen before and that I wouldn't know how to hold compassionate space for. Maybe it would be a new experience, but there's so much about humanity that's so special and so beautiful. And I feel like massage therapists really get to see that side of people because when people take off their clothes and when people are stripped down to who they are and they're in a room with another person who's just trying to provide a service of care and relaxation, you get to know this side of humanity, this very vulnerable and beautiful side. And most, if not all massage therapists that I've met know what I'm talking about when I say that. And they they hold that with high esteem and they protect that space because it is one of the most special parts about humanity is connecting in this way of being stripped down to to your body, which is so personal to everybody. Everybody has a different relationship with their body and it's very intimate and it's very special for people. And it can be very scary to invite someone else into that space. And massage therapists know that because we, I mean, we've had to go through a lot of connection with our body to get to the place where we've let other people work on us and where we've been trained to know about how to handle those delicate, intimate situations and make someone feel comfortable and safe. And so if you're not getting massage and if there's a barrier to that, and if even if you're far away, long distance, and will never come and see me, if there's anything that you have questions about, I hope today has provided some sort of answers or encouragement to go and take care of yourself in that way. And try getting a massage and try finding a practitioner that aligns with your needs. And and hopefully there's someone out there for you that you can feel safe enough to open that part of yourself up with. Because I think humans have always been good at healing humans. Like every community since the beginning of time has had like healers. And I think massage therapy is is so um, much a part of human history. You notice when you bump your arm or something or have an injury, your first inclination is to put a hand to touch. And there is so much exploitation in people's bodies and the love and the care. And I just hope that massage can be that positive experience that can bridge a connection for you with your body where you're just receiving that offering and taking advantage of that because it it is so beautiful when when you have positive experiences getting massage i mean it really is unlike any other service and in a world where we're going to use technology or use a lot of layers of separation this is like one way that you can really connect 
with your body and and have another human be present for that and witness that and help you on that journey. And I just feel like it's such a gift in today's world where everything else has felt somehow outsourced to technology. Massage is still one of those things that is pretty much, you know, for thousands of years, it's kind of been the same thing, humans touching and helping other humans to heal. Anyway, thank you so much for listening in today. And I I really hope that you can find a massage therapist, um, an opportunity, find the resources to get massage. And I hope this episode has helped you want to make that happen for yourself. And um, once again, please like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next time on Tent Talks Podcast.